How can we thank you? How can we bless you? How can we appreciate you? How can we honor you for all the goodness, for all the mercies, for all the favors, for all the forgiveness, for all the provision, and for all the love that, Lord, you have shown us today? We stand before your presence as a church, as a people, as individuals, with our hearts full of gratitude. We say thank you, Heavenly Father. You have been good to us. You have been merciful to us. Thank you for the last week. All the blessings you've showed us. And thank you for ushering us into a new week. What a blessing. Many started the week, but they couldn't finish it. But we are counted among the living. And we have been able to come before your presence. Then want to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. For frustrating all the traps of the enemy. Destroying all the works of the enemy against our lives. All those who are looking for our shame and disgrace. Thank you that their word and their wishes never came to pass. But Lord, you have been so good to us. Even though we are not where we used to be, we are not where we want to be, but we are not where we used to be. You have shown us your kindness. We know that our lives are getting better and better. Because we can never serve this God for our life to remain the same. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your presence. Our hearts are set for you this morning. Speak your word to us. We are ready for you, Lord. The Bible says, He sent a word unto Jacob, lighting upon Israel. Ezekiel 2 2 says that when you speak to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. Let your Spirit enter us through your word today. And let your Spirit set us on our feet by your word. We are ready to receive your word. Speak to us. Let everybody leave this place with a miracle. Let everybody leave this place with a, he- a word from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. In the midst of your people. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 I will give a big, big, big club of one to the Lord. Help me welcome the person that's to you. I'm happy to see you this morning. And tell the person, I believe your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. It's a month of eternity conscious where we are preaching about eternity i think that we need always to remind ourselves that there is a place for man to go this life is not all that we have there is more beyond this life and you must always ask yourself and know that you will never live forever and life is also very short yeah no matter how old you grow you will die and as you know People used to live very long. The oldest man on earth was Methuselah. 969 years. Some were 777. Some were 850. But now you can see that our years are reducing. Very reducing. Hardly will you see somebody who has grown to be 120 years. Even now the people are dying very younger. Yeah, because sins are also abounding. Sins, I mean, we are doing things that are cutting our lives also short. People of God, I wanted you to understand this morning that life is short. Last Sunday, Pastor Hezra preached about the sermon entitled, Jesus is Coming Again. I'm preaching the same message, part two. Jesus is coming again. Tell the person, Jesus is coming again. So, Paul spoke about it. Can we read the main anchor scripture from verse 16 
of First Thessalonians chapter number 4, the verse 16 through 18. Jesus is coming again. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive remaining shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And the verse 13 says, Therefore comfort one another with these words. Help me tell the person next to you once again, Jesus is coming again. In John chapter number 14, the verse 2 and 3, he promised the disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I'm done, I will come back for you. He's a God who keeps his word. And please, you must understand that because he has given the word to return, he will certainly come back for his people. The early church was so eager for the second coming of Christ that they used to meet and greet themselves Maranatha. I mean, in 1 Corinthians 16, 22, the word Maranatha means that Jesus is coming or Lord cometh. He said, if any man loveth not the Lord Christ, let him be anathema. The word anathema means cursed. And then he said, Maranatha. Maranatha means Jesus is coming. And it became a norm among the Christian circles in the early church when you meet Pasake. Pasake, Maranatha. So as you meet somebody, you greet, hey, Chalehao, hey, what's up? In those that didn't, they were not greeting, what's up? Oh, yo, yo, hey, man. How, how do you greet you? When you meet your friends, how do you, hey, Chale? Hafa. Now we are changing the Hafa, now we are greeting Maranatha. Tell the person, when you meet me, you greet me Maranatha. Hallelujah. He's coming again for his people, those who have given their lives to him and those who are living for him. He is coming again for those who have given their lives to him and those who are living. And I pray that you will never miss it in the name of Jesus. I said you will never miss it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, he said, whatever has a beginning also has an end. There's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to reap. So whatever has a beginning has an end. And this world has a beginning and certainly this world also has an end. This world is not going to be there forever. I was reading a, a, some documentary, I mean, research by some scientists. It is discovered that the way the world is going, a time is coming that this world will become uninhabitable. You can't inhabit the world for years to come. The way the world is going. They sent some, uh, the, the thing they, they sent to satellites, whatever. It is said that the eyes, where, where are they, is it? I don't know where the eyes are. But they are, they've sent some satellites to check, to give some information about how the, the, the eyes is uh, eyes reducing. And dropping into the, the the sea, so the seas are rising. That's why this we have these uh, tsunamis and all that. And discover that for some years to come, this world nobody can inhabit this world. Yeah, and it's proven by science. Within some years to come, nobody can live in this world. Even if Jesus does not come, you can't even live here. Yeah, do you know there are some parts of the world that because of heat, people are dying. Heat. The Philippines, they said, for in the history of the world, they have never seen such a wind in, in the Philippines. The level of speed. You, you remember what happened in Japan? 
the tsunami that end, I mean, houses were being moved like paper. Our world is changing. Our world is not becoming better. This world has an end. This world has, please tell the person, this world has an end. This world. Yeah. That's a fact. Amen. And God, interestingly, is not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked. God never do that. I mean, that's what Abraham asked the Lord in Genesis chapter number 18, verse 22. He said, Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? He said, no. Because this world has an end, and the end is disastrous, God is not going to destroy. And Abraham came near and said, who would you also destroy the, I mean, would you also be destroyed the righteous with the wicked? Because God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked, he will take his own. That's what Paul spoke about in First Thessalonians chapter number 4 from 16 to 18. That the Lord will appear in the heavens, I mean, and we shall be raptured. We shall be caught up to meet with him. Then the destruction of the world will begin. God is not going to destroy the righteous. This world has an end and the end of this world will not meet you on this earth. I said the end of this earth will never meet you here. When the world is being folded like a carpet and there is fire and there is chaos, you will not be around. You will be somewhere with the Lord enjoying yourself, celebrating and so happy and so excited. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, I will not remain here forever. I will be caught up to meet with the Lord. So that the scripture, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a sound, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall... Verse 17. Then we who are alive, remain, shall be caught up together with, with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And that's, this is what we call the rapture. The word rapture is not a biblical, it's not a Bible word. But it comes from the Latin word rapturo. Rapturo means to be caught up. And the, the Greek word means hapazo. So the, the Latin word means rapturo. Rapturo means to be caught up. And also comes from the Greek word of hapazo. Hapazo also means to be taken out. I mean, you have been, I mean, to be snatched out. And the English word that uh, we, we or normally use, which is the rapture, means to be transported. You be moved from one place to the other. Now, so please, whether you like it or not, as a child of God, when the Lord appears in the air, the Bible said that you shall be raptured, you shall be transported, you shall be caught up. You are not going to remain here on this earth. You shall be. I mean, let me, to, for a better word, I, I hear some people saying that there is no nothing like rapture. Who told you that? Tell the person you shall be you shall be rapturo. You shall be rapturo. Or tell the person you shall be hapazo. I mean that is the Greek word. Rapturo hapazo. So when you meet somebody, we shall be rapturo. <laughs> you will never remain here forever in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that, but the, the common word that is used from the Christian circles is the word rapture. Hallelujah. Now, how will this rapture be? How the coming of the Christ, how is it going to be like? The first thing remember, you must understand that it shall be a sudden and a dramatic experience. It shall be a sudden and a dramatic experience. 
that is unexpected, unaware. The Bible says it will come like a lightning, like a light, like a lightning flash. Come on, if you have seen a lightning before, I mean, all of us, like before it rains, you see light. The coming of the Lord in the air will be, it will be like a lightning. Go with me to Matthew 24, verse 27. Matthew 24, 27, please pass for me. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It's like a flash. That's how the coming of Jesus will be like. He will appear in the air and it will be like a flash. Sudden, unaware. When you're there, you never know the tender or the lightning is coming. By the time you run, you hear brrr, and people will be hiding. I've seen people that one day, even they hear the lightning and the tender, they'll be going and hide, they'll go and put, get some chair. That is how the coming, the second coming of Jesus will be like, which is called the rapture or the rapturo or the hapazo. That's how it's going to be like. Like a light brrr, just appears, just one. Sudden. So it's not something that you are going to know. Oh, now he's coming. So let me stand somewhere. Let me hide somewhere. Let me position myself where because he's coming. No. It will be a sudden and dramatic. Just, just like that. Paul says that it will even be like a twinkling of an eye. That is 1 Corinthians 15, 52. It will be like a twinkling. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will what? Whatever, like a twinkling of an eye. By the time you blink your eye and open, that's how it's going to happen. You will never miss it in the name of Jesus. I said, You will never you, listen to me. The rapture will never take you by surprise. Just that. Hmm. May God help us. That's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, You must always be alert. You must always be alert because you don't know. If you think that something is going to come to show you uh, this, that uh, Jesus is coming in the next two hours, then you lie back. It will just be a twinkling of an eye. Like a lightning brrr, from one end to the other. It comes through from the north to the south. He appears. And that, that's it. So you must learn to be alert. You be alert. Please give me Mark chapter number 13, 35, 36. The way Jesus will be coming, this is how he warned his disciples and all those who follow him. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowning of the roast, uh, I mean, the, 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 the of the roaster, or in the morning, verse 35, sex, lest coming what? He find you sleeping. It's like your master leaves you. I'm going. Uh, I'll be back in the next. He never tell you uh, the next two, three hours. I'm going and I'll be back. When we started projects, uh, doing some few projects, there, one, one, somebody took called me and advised me. He said, "Let me tell you, don't let your workers be able to predict you." And I put that thing in my head. When they know when you are coming, they will make sure they will do things right. But when you appear, when they don't know when you are coming. You always make sure that you will always be ready because you can appear at any time. You can never predict the coming of Jesus Christ. Let's come in suddenly. He find you sleep. Let me tell you, he will appear and many will be sleeping. No, the word sleep doesn't mean that you are real sleeping. No, no, no. You, it will come unaware. Paul even said that, um, um, John, if John who said that, he said he will appear and many shall even be ashamed. 
Because when he appeared, the way he will find you. He will find you lying to somebody. By the time he finds you, you are rapping a girl. When he finds you, he will find you at a place which is not proper. When he finds you, he appears. He appears and you are putting some cigarette on your mouth. And maybe you may, you, may, you may be trying it for the first time. Help me as a person. When he appears, where will you be? Where will you be? Where will you be? It's sudden. Dramatic. Tell the person, be alert. Be alert. Listen to what the third seven says. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Everybody say what? Watch. Let your eyes be open. Open your eyes. Hallelujah. So his coming will be sudden and dramatic. Number two, his coming will be an open, public and visible return. His coming will be an open, public and visible return. This same Jesus that you see, as 111, the way you see him going, that you saw him physically leaving, because he had, please, the man left in their presence with physical body, not an angel. All those around saw Jesus like that. And who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into the heaven? This same, this same, this same, this same, not a different one, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Like manner. Listen to me. The rapture, the appearing of Jesus will be visible, open. Everybody will see him. This is the man. It is not a vision. It is not a dream. It's going to be a real something real. You can touch it. You can. First John three two. Listen to what it says. First John chapter three verse two. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. We shall see him. Listen to me. The appearing or the second coming of Jesus, which is called the rapture or the rapturu, is not going to be something that is hidden. It's going to be visible. What? Visible. Everybody, the sinners, the righteous, everybody will see him. When the lightning appears, everybody sees the lightning. To make it much better, go to Revelation 1 7. Powerful scripture there, Revelation 1 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye, everybody say, every eye. Every even eye. they who pierce it means that even the wicked, the sinners will still say, Ah! He said it all. Okay. The people were preaching, Jesus is coming. We didn't believe it. Now it has come. Even those who pierce him, even they who pierce him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Yeah, it is too late. Oh, had I known, I should have listened. Ah, that church there, that Christ village, they call me to come to church. Oh. Then they'll be coming to your house to look for you. Please, where are you? By the time they come, you know, because you are gone. You have been raptured. You have been taken. Every, every eye will see him. Visible. When 
those who are not raptured come to look for you, they will never find you. Are you here? You have gone home. I said, they will not do what? They will never find you. It will be a universal in its effect. Universal. So at one point, the center of the world, and it's going to happen at Jerusalem. That's where he's going to appear. When you read the Bible history, that's how it's going to happen. And when he appears, there, no matter, well, even if you are at Kukren to me, uh, where else? Serioso. No matter where you are, when he appears in the sky, in the heavens, whether you are at Afghanistan, you are at Mali, you are uh, Guinea-Bissau, you are Greenland, every eye will see him. You will see your Lord for good, but not for evil in the name of Jesus. So his coming will be what? Visible. Number three, the dead in Christ shall be raised first. Those who are dead in Christ. So when Jesus appears in the skies, those who died in the Lord, the Bible said their spirits will enter into their bodies. In the, I mean, the, the, the bodies in the grave. They are not going to be raised with those, I mean, that old body or the body of the world because this body cannot go to heaven. But they shall be raised with new bodies. Not the old one. And the dead in Christ, they shall be raised first. And there is a reason for that. Paul says something about the dead in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, he said that death has no power. Remember Jesus said that because I'm alive, you shall also live also. Because death could not hold him captive. We, death can also never hold us captive. Now to prove that scripture, to make that scripture right, all those who have died in Christ must be raised again to prove the scriptures that the scriptures are true. 1 Corinthians 15. Give me the verse 50, please fast. Alright, jump from there to 55. Oh, death, where is your what? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? This is where this scripture will be fulfilled. The day that just appears, all those who are dead in Christ shall be raised back again. So if you die in the Lord before Jesus comes, please understand that you will never remain in the grave forever. To all the people you know who have given their life to Christ, they shall be raised again. Their spirits will come back to enter and they shall be raised. Like the way Jesus was raised from the dead. It will be the same thing. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he was not having this physical body. He was having an heavenly body. And that's the kind of body because you can never take this body to heaven. This flesh. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You will never remain in the grave forever. If you die the next hundred years, when Jesus appears, you shall be raised again. And Paul mostly said this to comfort all the believers who lost their loved ones. He said, yes, they are dead and gone, but within the twinkle of an eye, when Jesus appears, they shall be raised again. Glory to God. I pray that that day, you shall rise again. Before Jesus appears, if the Lord calls you, if he tallies before he appears, I mean, before he comes, and you die before that time, I pray that your body will never remain in the grave. You shall come out again in the name of Jesus. So the dead in Christ and all the people that we know who have given their, their lives to the Lord and when Jesus appears, they shall be raised again. Number four, how his coming will be like. 
mortality shall be changed into immortality. <laughs> when Jesus appears, even you standing here, if Jesus, when Jesus appears right now, you never go to heaven with this body. When Jesus appears right now in the sky, this body will drop. You receive a new body to be caught up because this body cannot go up. Can anybody try to go up right now with this body? No. This body of sin, this body of weight and lust will be dropped. You shall receive a heavenly body. That is incorruptible. I mean, the Bible calls it incorruptible. Paul calls it immortality. It is not mortal. It is immortal. The Bible calls God the immortal and the invisible. He said, God who never grows old, he never grows younger. He's the same forever. And when you receive that body, that body never grows old. That body is the same, the same, the same, the same. There is no sickness in the body. There is no pain in the body. This body is full of pain, full of sickness. Please give me, go back to verse 50. The same First Corinthians 15, the verse 50. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit what? Corruption. Talked about this flesh. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. Did you hear? Have you seen that? The dead will be raised. So will you be raised not with this same body but with a different one? Incorruptible. And we shall be chased. I'll see Mary. But not with this flesh again. Complaining of your waist. Complaining of your leg. Complaining of your neck. So if you are sitting you are complaining of your stomach. I pray that you will never miss that immortality in the name of Jesus. I say you will never miss that immortality. Glory to God. That's the reason why you don't have to spend so much time, so much resources on this flesh. Hey, please listen to me. You will take this body nowhere. Yeah. But most of the time, the devil has confused us and we are spending more time on this flesh. The flesh that is going nowhere. If Christians will spend half of what they spend on their body, on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God will be moving so fast. People, people will be saved. Churches will be built. Many lives will be transformed. If you, if you are still sitting here, if you can check the money you spend on this body, the, the money you spend to buy dresses, as a man, one shoe, one dress, the money you spend, I, I mean, I'm told that even to maintain this beer is very expensive. Very expensive. The woman, the money you spend on your hair, the money you spend on your... There are people who have special creams for their body. Special creams. Special soap. So if you buy your soap, 20 Ghana cities just to make your body fresh. 20 Ghana. And within three weeks or two weeks, it is finished. You buy cream, 40 cities, 50 cities for your body. You buy perfume. There are people that when they greet you like this, the perfume on their hand alone will last for three weeks with you on your hand. Spending on this body. You want to look fresh. You want to look nice. You want to look saucy. You want to smell good. But please listen to this. This body you are spending on is corruptible. Stop focusing so much on this flesh. I want to look nice. I want to look this. I want to become this. I want to be... You are wasting your life. I said, if the money you have been spent on this body, even if half of it is given to support the work of God, look at how the work of God will advance. 
The devil has made us self-centered. The devil has made us, I mean, it's, it's, it's me. I want to be, it's me. I pray that from your focus will not be only on the... I'm not saying don't keep your body good. It's good. But please check the things you are spending. Sometimes we spend too much unnecessarily on this thing that will go down there and you never return. If you are here, the money you spend on yourself, you can never give double of that money to God. Stop buying that thing for yourself in Jesus' name. If you can buy a cream of 100 cities and you can't give two... If you can use 50 cities to do your hair and you cannot give 100 cities to God, you are a disgrace to If you can't give double of whatever you are giving for this body, you shall be changed. Mortality shall be replaced with immortality. I pray that from today, your focus will be how to develop yourself, how to develop your spirit, your spirit man, that will be taken to heaven. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Number five, how the coming of Jesus will be like. People will be missing. Hmm. Matthew 24, 40 to 41. That day, two people will be walking. Matthew 24, 40 to 41. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two men will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. That day, two people, a husband and wife will be lying on bed. The wife will be taken and the husband will be left. The husband will be taken and the wife will be left there. Or when God bless it, all the two of them will have disappeared. <laughs> Can you imagine that day you are in a car from Accra to Kumasi and your driver disappears? Or you are in the air and your pilot disappears in the air? It's not a joke. People will be missing. Like I'm preaching right now. And the thing thing just appears like that. After church. Anything can happen. Let it continue to happen. He will appear when you are not aware. And when you miss it. That's where the great tribulation, that is seven years of torment. That's where the 666 will come. Where without that number of the devil, you can never buy anything. But maybe as we move along, if you are not able to go, I will show you what to do. If they are not able to go at the rapture, what they have to do to be able to make it the next, the next one? Not everybody. No, no, not here. No, no. Because we are all going. <laughs> Say to yourself, I will make it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, say, I will make it. I will make it. Amen. Yeah. Number five. Number six. We shall be with the Lord. We shall be with the Lord. First Thessalonians 4, 17 to 18. All of us shall be with the Lord. First Thessalonians. He said, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Hallelujah. When Jesus appears, and it's going to be a joyful moment, we shall be with the one you have been serving, the one you have been coming to church, all about the, the one we have been talking about. How many of you have seen Jesus before? You are going to see him and your joy is going to be full. 
This is where that, that song came from. When we all get to heaven, what a joy of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. That's where that song comes from. When he appears, yeah. there shall be a moment of joy. Ah! What your heart has been yearning for, what you have been looking for for years, the man will appear and we are going to be with him. He will no more be far from you. So the one we have been talking about, you will see him very real. And you are going to see him face to face. What? Face to face. As I see you, you see him. Who are those who will make it? Psalm 24, verse 3 to 5. Those who will be able to see him. Psalm 24, 3 to 5. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Talk about the rapture. Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean what? And a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitful lies. Verse 5. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. These are the people who shall see the Lord. But unfortunately, John also said, when he appears, there are some that, even though they will see him, but they shall be ashamed. That is First John 2, 28-29. Ah, this is where I, I pray that it will never happen to anybody. Amen. I said, this, this verse will never happen to you. Amen. And now, little children, abide in him. That when he appears, when the rapture comes, we may have confidence. It means that when, even when he appears, even though you are going about, you may not be confident. We may have the confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Amen. Have you ever seen somebody that you never expected a person appear and the person appears and you became so ashamed of yourself that you were doing something? Can we read this, this scripture together? One to go. And now little children, abide, stay in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Because he will come to find some of us naked. Some of us half naked. You find you in a state that you, you yourself you not be happy with it. I pray that we shall never be ashamed before His presence. Yes, The reason we are singing this, and Paul says that whatever I've committed unto Him. He's able to keep it to the end. I pray the Lord will keep you to the end. You will never miss your path. You never miss your way. You will hold him dearly. No matter what you go through, no matter the challenge, you will never miss him. Oh, you demavo. Oh, no, no, baby. Oh, oh, you're coming Oh no no become Oh yes my friend that if Jesus as Jesus with me and he has assured me that's the meaning he will make sure he fulfill his word Oh yes my friend yes my friend Oh no you be the neighbor. 
Please help me say in the name of Jesus. Lord, I commit my spirit, my soul, and my body to you. Preserve me, Lord, till the day of your appearing. Help me not to get lost. Help me not to miss heaven. Help me not to miss the rapture. In the name of Jesus. Keep me, Lord, in every situation, in every challenge, in every difficulty, in every trials of life. Keep me and preserve me. Help me to make it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love what Paul said. He said, he's able to keep whatever I have committed. So I give this to him. When I give it to him, he kept it for me. And that's my prayer. I pray for you. Lord, keep your people. Keep. He's able to keep what I've committed unto him till that day. That no matter what, even when you fall into sin, you will still not miss it. That's, that's what it means. That he will keep, whether you go ups and downs, you make a mistake, you will still know, he will still one or the other bring you back to himself. Because there are some that when they enter into certain things, they can never come back again. John talks about, he said that there is a sin that leads to death. There are some also that does not. So even if you find your sentence, it's not to lead you to make you to lose eternity. May he keep you well and bring you back to himself. May God help us. Now, as we're waiting for him, what, what we have to do? Some few things to let you know. Whilst you're waiting, please, number one, continue to deny worldly things. Titus 2, 11 to 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Mm. Teaching us that denying ungodliness Worldly last, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed, purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good, for good works. He said we should continue to deny the worldly things. People of God, as you are waiting for him, continue to fight against sin in your life. Continue to fight against the things of the world. Don't give up. Don't what? Don't say, listen, I, listen, I can never stop. Don't deceive. Don't let the devil tell you you can never stop certain things. The righteous fall seven times, seven times rise up again. Don't give up in your fall. Don't say, oh, this one day I'm lying in it. God even under God doesn't understand anything. Fight till the end. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Continue to deny worldly lust. Fight it with the help of the Lord. Give me the verse 12. Teaching us that deny ungodliness and worldly what? Do you know there's a worldly lust? Yeah. We should live soberly, righteously. That we are, we are supposed to live sober. We are supposed to live in righteousness. We are supposed to live godly in this present age. Verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. Hallelujah. As we wait for him, what will make you to be raptured is the life you are also living now. 
So let's continue to deny the things of this world. Now our world is getting crazy. Don't get, we shouldn't get crazy along with it. Our world is becoming mad. People are doing everything to gain the world. If I have everything of the world and I lose Jesus, if I have Jesus, I have all things. That's a song. Oh, Osombo. Chanadina Hallelujah. May God help us to make it to the end. Number two, what should I do? Continue to keep the word of the Lord. First Timothy 6, 11 to 14. Please fast. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life mm. to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in appearance of presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Verse 14. That you keep this commandment without spot. Blameless until our Lord Jesus appearing. People of God, continue to keep what the word of God says. If anybody tells you something to, and it's against the word of God, ignore it. Keep the word of God. Ask God to help you to follow his word, to do what his word says. And the last one, ask God to use you for his work. Or desire the Lord to use you. 1 Corinthians 1, 4-9 Desire the Lord to use you. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus. That you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that you come short in no gift. Eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who will also confirm you to the end. That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. One of the things you must learn to do, tell God to use you for his work. That's the only thing that you live forever. Lord, let my life become an instrument that you are using to affect my generation. I've been self-centered for so long. Use me to tell people about you. Use me to do your work. Use me to advance your work. 
use me to help your work. People of God, let me tell you, this man will appear and will appear like. No matter what anybody says, whether people believe it or not, this man is coming and is coming again. He's coming again. But when he appears, I pray, we'll never miss our way. We'll never miss the rapture. We shall be caught up. I can't tell you today or tomorrow. But please listen to me. He will still come. It can be anywhere from now. It can be in the next three hours. It can be the next one year. It can be. Nobody knows. But he will certainly come. That's why you must always be prepared for him. May God help us. To make it. In Jesus name. Can you please rest your feet. Oh, Touch me one more time, oh, oh, oh Lord. Touch me one more time. Touch me one more time. Ooh. Oh, I need a touch. I need a touch from the master. Oh, I need a touch from the Lord. Oh, touch me. One more time, oh, please after me say in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to save you. Whatever that has come between me and you, I drop them from today. Help me to make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. Help me to be positioned well so that when you appear, I can be raptured. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. As we join our hands together, we ask the Lord you help us to make it. None of us here will ever miss eternity and heaven in the name of Jesus. If anybody is on a path that will lead us into destruction, that will lead us to hell, today as our hands are joined together and our hearts are joined together, deliver that individual in the name of Jesus. Cause us everyone here and all the branches to appear in your presence. We declare that none of us shall ever miss eternity. Let your power help us. Let your grace come upon us. Let your strength be made sufficient for us. In the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves unto you. Keep us, Lord, until that day. And let your appearing bring joy to us and not shame. We thank you, Father, for preserving us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.